0: Hey, welcome to the Career Refresh Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Griffin. I'm a former media and marketing executive turned career strategist and executive coach. I spent my career working my way up and through the ranks of global organizations and startups, and today I show others how to do the same. Join me each week as we discuss the strategies and actionable steps to leverage your strengths, increase your confidence and develop your career well-being. Ready? Let's do it. Hey folks, welcome back to the Career Refresh podcast. I am your host Jill Griffin. I am hope you are having a great week. I know that I am. Last week, my article on how to fight ageism in the workplace during the interview process was published by Fast Company. And again, so many of you have been so kind and supportive of my work, and I appreciate you so much. And I got to tell you, staying focused, creating content, and then seeing your work out there does not get old for me. I want to continue to find ways to help people find jobs, keep jobs, feel better at their jobs, and exceed their own expectations at their jobs. And I feel really fortunate that I get to do this work. So thank you for showing up. Thank you for listening. And I'm going to put the link to the article in my show notes. Today, I want to talk about disappointment. Yes, last week I had a big win, but like many of you, I'm human, I'm messy, and I continuously need to work consciously through disappoint- disappointments as they pop up in my life. Recently, I was speaking with a client and they were expressing, they were expressing their feelings that back when there was a, a previous professional experience that they ended up feeling really disappointed and then they felt stuck and moving forward. So if you're wondering how others work through disappointment, it's typically because they evaluate what happened, they process it, and then they move on. But if you're someone who struggles to release the disappointment, that's also common. And we just need sometimes a little bit of help. And whether there are you're feeling disappointment because of an opportunity didn't take shape or by someone else's actions or inactions, or even you're disappointed in yourself because of your own action or inaction... I'd offer that we can manage our disappointment when we begin to learn how to manage our mind. And as one of my mentors says, even a half-managed mind can create a heck of a lot of success for us. So one of the first things we need to look at is managing our expectations. And as I've heard been said many a times, expectations are future resentments. Some disappointments we can process quickly and they don't linger, and others take more time for us to process. And this can be confusing because once we have a desire or a desired expectation, there really are no experiences that are free of that disappointment. So we know that desire is normal, but we just have to set our expectations right-sized. When we expect results or performance outside of our own control, and the only thing that we can control is our thoughts and actions, then we're setting ourselves up for disappointment. Recently, I was disappointed in a business partner's behavior. In the processing of my disappointment, I had to get really clear on my thoughts and expectations that I had around the person, their services, and the exchange of ideas. When I finally realized that I was figuratively going to the hardware store for milk, I kind of had to laugh at myself. At the same time, I was still really disappointed in myself why I was hoping that through continued dialogue and using the services and finding a middle ground, things were going to turn out differently. They didn't. And repeatedly, my expectations were not met. But again, when I got really clear, they never promised me what I was expecting. Meaning it wasn't in writing. It wasn't in the contract. I had just made the assumption That because they were recommended to me and because I had seen them deliver this level of service and care to their other partners, I thought it was safe to assume that I would expect the same treatment and service. But I did not have that in writing. I just thought that I was going to receive everything that everybody else got because I was paying the same fee. But I didn't. Again, they didn't make me a promise. I had an expectation based on what I saw other people getting. And in the end, I kind of felt like I had a bad high school boyfriend. Like I kept chasing something that I really wanted and it was never promised, but I kept wanting it. And then I'd get a little bit of feedback and start to feel better, but I actually didn't actually get the words to fill the promise that I was expecting. And it all felt so icky. I wanted to like sage myself and being back in that energy of feeling powerless, like a high school student and wondering, you know, h- how we can get someone to do something that we, that they didn't say they were going to do. And oh, it just felt gross. And also all I wanted to do was pull back. I wanted to hide. I wanted to protect myself. And I didn't want to have this emotional, this level of an emotional or financial risk again. And riffing off something that Adam Grant, the organizational psychologist said recently, and these are, you know, I'm changing the pronouns here, but your disappointment says that their actions failed to meet your standards. It doesn't mean they failed to stand by their principles. And that's really true in this situation. Again, it's totally normal and human that if I get a referral that I'm expecting the same level of treatment that someone else is getting, but it's not fair to have that assumption if that's not in my contract. So some people avoid disappointment by staying really low key. They are not reaching. They are not striving. They're not achieving. And it's like setting that bar so low that you couldn't even trip on it. So you really can't fail. But if you don't fail, you don't have to feel bad about yourself. And everything works out okay, right? Not true. Others are so afraid of rejection or humiliation that they keep their own expectations super low, They fear trying something new because, you know, they want to avoid that gut-wrenching blow of experiencing imposter syndrome, or they feel like that if they tried something new, they're only going to fail. So again, they stay small or they stay in indecision and they don't stretch. They don't achieve, which keeps them safe from disappointment. But again, in the end, they have no win or no learning as a result and they stay stuck. And still, other people keep the buy so high. they rationalize their perfectionism. Perfectionism is usually an enormous fear of criticism, and it stops movement and growth. They want to make sure that they control all the outcomes, all the opinions, all the viewpoints because they fear feedback, criticism, and disapproval. And they want to keep perfecting what they're doing, and therefore they never release. They never ship, they never complete the project. And you miss deadlines. So there's no win. There's no learning, there's no celebration. And again, it's another way of keeping yourself safe by avoiding disappointment. So what do we do? All right, here are a few tips that I have found really helpful myself personally and my clients have shared with me they've also found helpful. The first is what I've said previously, check your expectations. You have to separate story from fact. And often our thoughts are counterfactual to, what is actually going on, and then we take action from them. Keeping to the facts, or in this case, my case, the contract, would have set me in a better position to have right-size expectations, meaning the expectations that were outlined in the contract. And I still may be disappointed, but at least I can move forward and find a solution from the facts. I'm probably not going to find resolution if I keep looking at my story and what I think should have happened. Next, do an evaluation, evaluating what happened, what worked, what didn't work, how do I want to redirect my energy in the future? This is all what's really helpful. You know, there's a funny thing that goes on in mindset that when we get really clear on what worked and what didn't work, and by getting really clear, I'm talking about emptying out the junk that's in your brain and putting it on paper or in a notes app, that level of clarity helps your brain see what's working and therefore what's possible. And it's amazing how quickly then you learn it so that the next time the situation presents itself, and it's probably gonna present itself again, you have a solid chance to quickly implement what you've learned. It's now like a part of your nature, so you get to think and behave differently. I mean, how many times have I said, I'm never gonna do this again, and I'm clear in what the this is, and then I don't do it right? That's the that's the mind management we're talking about. Next, I want you to catch the thought spiral. This takes practice, but if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I continually encourage you to do thought work every day. This taking a few minutes every day to dump your thoughts on a piece of paper and get everything that's rattling around out there and asking yourself if the thoughts you're thinking are serving you. And if they are wonderful, because then those thoughts are going to create your results. But if the thoughts aren't serving you, you need to find different thoughts and you need to practice them regularly. You need to tell yourself a new story, the work. You can do this work by yourself, or you can work with a coach that specializes in mindset and beliefs. So you can shatter the shitty In that case, the shitty thinking. And then last. I'm just going to offer you to be really gentle and kind with yourself. Brene Brown says, if we want to be able to move through the difficult disappointments, the hurt feelings, and the heartbreaks, we are inevitably going to fully live life. We can't equate defeat to being unworthy of love or belonging or joy, because if we do, we're never going to show up and try again. So I offer you when you have a disappointment, Think of a child, a person, a pet, even that you absolutely don't adore, that you would do anything for, and just treat yourself at the same level of kindness and grace just for today, and then do it again tomorrow. All right, folks, let me know how you are working through your disappointments. Before I go, I want to ask you, who is helping you build a successful career? Do you have a plan? I'd be honored to help you. Check out the details in the show notes where you can schedule an appointment to see if either my private or group coaching is right for you. Okay, my friends, I appreciate you so much and thanks for joining me this week. I'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Career Refresh podcast. If you're enjoying this and you want more information, go to my website, jillgriffincoaching.com. There you can find information on how to work with me one-on-one, or my group programs, or even bring me into your workplace. I'll put the link to my website in the show notes. But hey, listen, before you go, do me a favor, rate and review this podcast because it definitely helps me get the word out to people everywhere so that they can also thrive in the workplace. All right, friends, I appreciate you. I'll see you soon.